We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Clint, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. Let the nuts hang. Let the fucker fly. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. What other 50-year-old white man's out here doing a gritty that night? You know, whatever. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm serious. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. It's Dabo doing the gritty. I say right foot creep. Cheers, boys. Field, Trevor Knight, Clint Sterner, Christian Hackenberg. Thanks for rolling with us. Field of 12 After Dark Holiday Edition. Fellas, how are we doing? Ready for the holidays. Apparently, apparently I'm the only one around here, but uh, old St. Nick <laughs> is on his way. Hey, hey that's <laughs> slick right there, TK. I ain't gonna lie to you. Hey, man, you was all right with me before, but when you when you pushed that thing up there and I saw what you was wearing, I said, oh, shit, TK's in the house. Hey, man, hey, look here, life is good. I'll tell you like I told him on the radio today, if you can't smile during the holiday season, your ass got to do look in the mirror and do some changing now. Yeah. I mean, hell, this is a good, this is a great time of year, and my birthday's coming up. Hey, shit. hey, that's a, that's a quick, easy toast. Come on that's right quick, there one time, fellas. That's a quick one. Oh, Hello. man. Fellow apparently, apparently, I'm not too old to play a little ball at North Texas. I guess I may still have a shot. Man, <laughs> and, and with this NIL going on, Hack, how are we doing up there in Jersey? 
Hey, man, I'm just happy to be back, boys. I feel like it's been a long time, and, you know, yeah. I'm just happy to be tagging along riding y'all's coattails again. So, Are you really happy, though, Hack? I mean, you were in paradise jumping off of boats and all sorts of crazy stuff. Hey, man, you know, it's fun for a little bit, but I got ducks to shoot and uh, I got holidays and, and, and holiday joy to spread up here. So that's that's my it. that's my job. My goal. There you I go. <laughs> there you go. Field of 12 after dark produced by Dagan Hughes and Trevor Valise. Ladies, single Trevor Valise. Just to <laughs> reiterate, my man Clint was talking about put a smile on your face for the holidays. That smile hey. could be courtesy. A little hint. He got neon lights and poles in his in his closet. It looked like y'all better look out now. Fishing poles, though, ladies. Fishing uh -huh. poles, man, is outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Let's go into the fellas. Let's go toast of the night. If you're just joining us or you've been rolling with us, per our tradition, a toast to our favorite player, team, or thing, Trevor Knight. Since you bring in that holiday cheer, the strongest. We're going to start with you on your toast of the night, sir. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path this evening. Um, not sure if you guys have seen it. Maybe we can get our producers to, to pump it out on uh, social media. But there's a viral video going around Twitter and Instagram and all of social media right now of our, our boys over at Best Buy. It's the holiday times. You got a lot of you got a lot of theft going on. But there is a video from a Best Buy of some gentlemen walking in and they're trying to steal look what looks to be like some Apple products. Oh, a team of guys. As soon as they grab it, I think that the uh, the caption of the video says that the Best Buy workers all drop into zone coverage. You got yeah, one yeah. pass setting, you got other guys coming out of nowhere. It, it's a fantastic video. for the So for the sake of the holiday season and our Best Buy workers keeping that holiday cheer, Dropping into zone coverage, my guys. Yeah, yeah. Stay safe out there. Hey, and that's a year old, but it is fantastic. My man tried to make a break right at the door, but as he went in the store, the Mike Backer gave all his signals. And you're right. By the time he got back to the front, there was there was no there was no way for him to get through the red zone. That's for sure. Christian Hackenberg, fresh off the Aruba trip. Yeah, Toast. yeah, a little, little vacation. Um, you know, well, I'll, I'll take that. I'll say, you know, I was, I was enjoying some sunshine. Now I got some cold weather up here, but I don't think I'm as cold as Trev down there in Dallas with this cold snap that's coming in. And any of them boys that are going to play in some bowl games and some warmer weather down there in that state, they may not be getting away like they thought they would. So, here's to all the Texans trying to survive this. I know they'll get through it and get back to their warm weather, but um, you know. The cold weather, you guys get some holiday weather here now. So cheers. We'll mm -hmm. we'll share it with you from the Northeast. Hey, you see it tonight. Baylor's playing in, in Fort Worth. They're struggling right now. They may be up. I hadn't checked in, but they weren't moving the ball all that well. How many no, people they got in the stands down there, Trev? Not many. Not many. Man, I got a proposal. Family, they, now now ain't the time. Relatives. Now ain't the time, but gee, I got a proposal for this bowl, these early bowl games. We're gonna talk about maybe not tonight, yeah. but one of these days we yeah, gonna, I you gotta, know what? We will. We we will get it in here. Let me write that on. I, I got a damn. I got a proposal. I mean, I you you gotta think about it. Y'all ain't gonna like it at first. But you gotta think about it. Um, I tell you what. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tip my glass to my man Dan Lanning out there at uh, at Oregon. And not only did they, and we're gonna talk a little bit about this. So I don't I don't want to I don't want to pull the curtain back too much. But not only did they jump from 
I believe they started at number 14 yesterday when uh, when early when the early signing period opened and they jumped all the way to number five in the and I'm looking at the ESPN rankings. I know there's two four sevens rival, all that kind of job. Really, the only ones that matter, by the way, are the field of 12 rankings, damn it. But I'm I'm talking about <laughs> the the ESPN uh rankings. He jumped from 14 to five, folks. And a coach in year one got his quarterback to come back. He's recruiting his ass off, and all that's great. But what I saw from Dan Lanning today on social media was absolutely beautiful. So I, I want I want to tip my my cap my cap and my drink for that matter to Dan Lanning for that little bit of swag, fellas. I saw him had a video with a cigar in his mouth, and it was one of them one of them homemade videos too. It wasn't a, it didn't the staff, and in the background. One of them networks back there is talking about Oregon making that jump from 14 to five. It was just, it was so classic. So, so, I mean, it was so swaggy. It was so beautiful. Here's the head coaches changing their ways and smoking cigars in front of big screen TVs. Well done, Dan Lanning. Hey. By the way, that right there, that right there, I told y'all when I, uh, when I work with, uh, with Hack, I drink that Eagle Rare, boys. That's some of that dirty. Oh, I love it, my boy. Mm. Well, I I see the cold weather toast and the uh, the ducks toast. Trevor Knight, you had the uh, best five boys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How could I forget that? The special teams, the certified special teams at Best Buy. Mine is going to kind of piggyback off of Clint. Not as swaggy or clever as the other two, but it is going to piggyback off of Clint. Oregon did a killer job kind of because they had to. They lost their five-star big fish quarterback recruit, Dante Moore from Detroit, Michigan, who we spent time mm. with at Elite 11 this summer. He's everything that you want. and But you know how this is the this is that funny time of year when you your word is your word until it's not anymore. Well... UCLA got Dante Moore. UCLA, in a year with the crosstown rivals, are under new management, feeling all that buzz. They got the biggest rock star in the sport who went to New York and brought back another Heisman. What does UCLA quietly do? Flip the nation's number one player a week before signing day. Dante Moore is now at Bruin. I don't honestly think they're done. A lot of buzz down here about DJ Ungalele joining maybe a couple of these guys joining they're not done ucla has quietly put together two real strong years and now they're setting up for the future really well don't sleep on chip kelly this rivalry between the two la schools headed to big 10 is only going to get better to the bruins and coach kelly now time to business Time for business. If you're just joining us, welcome once again, Field of 12, holiday edition. My man, Christian Hackenberg, Trevor Knight, Clint Sterner. Come on. And our producers, Dagan and Trevor, behind the scenes rolling this thing for you. We're going into a couple of things. Transfer portal, early signing day. And we got a special secret Santa edition set up by our producer, Dagan, for a couple of programs we're going to try to help out. Because if there's nothing else, Hack, we have been trying to help programs out. Uh, our have. last couple years. Nebraska, we helped you out. Hell, we caught it. In June, you will be under new management. And I'll be damned. Two hours into being back from Ireland, they go under new management. 
regardless. Now, here we go. Let's go into a couple of things, fellas. No real surprise in some of these portal moves, but the other ones, they, they are kind of interesting. Let's go with the two no-brainers, even though they came with like a lot of buzz. Uh, Travis Hunter and Shadur Sanders, like where else are they going to go? They were so close and so tightly bound to, to, to Jackson State and Coach Prime. Once he got the call, and you know they were knowing up to the minute, where are we all going? I don't think there was ever a question. They just arrived in Boulder under their transfer deal. Hack, uh, I'm going to start with you. How how big of a deal is it and how much of the, the Coach Prime equation is acquiring talent that he got these two to come with them automatically uh, to start the, the, the winter sprint, the winter break? Well, I think it's massive. You know, you, you look at Coach Prime and, and how hot his name was and some of the jobs that were open and he ends up at Colorado, right? And a, a program that has some history, but, you know, as of late, really, it's kind of, you know, just just been there. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful place. It's a place you can recruit to, uh, great education, the whole nine. Um, but he had to come in and start getting some names and, 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 and some things that are going to get eyeballs on the screen watching that team play. And he's doing a good job of it, right? And I think that's part of the hire. He's he he brings a persona, he brings an attitude that that is flashy, and and it's what he did at Jackson State, and that's how he got Travis Hunter there in the first place with a little NIL money as well. So, I think for him, it's about bringing all that together. And now he's got to go out and put a good product on the field. Mm -hmm. He knows it because of the expectations that he set for himself. So, being able to land these two is obviously huge. I think there's some more gaps that he's got to build and and continue to fill. Um, but it's a great start. And I think for him, um, you know, once he, once he gets settled with a solid roster, you know, especially like you said, with, with, uh, with SC and, and UCLA leaving up out of the PAC 12, um, you know, it, it, you still got Oregon, you still have some, some heavyweights that are consistent, but it leaves some more room for a team like Colorado to start making some noise out there. So, um, you know, for him, I think it's very advantageous and the timing couldn't be any better. Time it couldn't be better. Trevor, I'm going to go with you. Since Shador Sanders played in your area, played in North Dallas, people don't really realize he's not just the coach's kid rolling with his dad. Like, that that's it from 30,000 feet. He had two dozen Power 5 offers coming out of high school. He could have gone anywhere. But like most of us, yeah, you're going to roll with your father. You're going to roll with your dad just for that experience of just going to play for your dad. And then he takes the number one player in the country in Travis Hunter out of the, the Atlanta area and beats Alabama, Florida State, Clemson. Now, it's natural for him because he's a corner to come with him to Jackson State in Jackson, Mississippi. Like, honestly, get real. So that those two alone are big hits. But how much of an impact will these two have? Hack already kind of went through the overall broader scope of it but when you put those two players on the field i always look at talent as a, is you, our guy could he start for your team probably yes 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 for sure yes equal over there like they're already having a couple of those guys in key positions now trevor yeah yeah i'll answer your question i, I do want to piggyback off a hack real quick before i do though um you mentioned it shadur following his dad is a no-brainer uh the guy's got talent He's going to be great wherever he's at, but he's attached to his dad. It, it's it, it, all that's good. The Travis Hunter deal. I am, I am very pleased, relieved, and proud of him 
for going and following up on why he went to Jackson State in the first place. That's to play for Dion and to be molded by Dion. He goes there. He has success. He's got another opportunity to open it up. He can go anywhere he wants. And he still says, you know what? The reason I went to Jackson State is because of that guy. And after being with him for a year, I'm still going to Colorado because of that guy. So I think that's really cool. And that's a huge get. So to answer your question, absolutely massive, I think, from a culture standpoint, to have two leaders, guys that will be some of the best players on the team that have already spent a year, um, obviously, with his dad, but but with coach, so that they can take what Dion's trying to build and permeate that through the last, the rest of the locker room. It's a, it, Hack said it. It's a massive yeah. gift, and I think that those guys are two huge pieces. They may seem like obvious pieces to the outside world, but huge pieces internally to what Dion's going to build there. And that's a good point, though, Trev, that you brought up about two soldiers in the locker room because the way Dion entered that program and the things that he said nationally – disrupted that locker room i would think i mean if i was sitting in that locker room i'd be like yo man like how like how you gonna come in and 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 say the things you said and and not respect the body of work that we've put in up into this point in some fashion with some of the things that he said in terms of how they could be interpreted him being able to get two guys that have been there done that for a couple years with him in the locker room is going to help him win that locker room back over for any damage that he may or may not have done when he first got there with the press conference and how he did it. Right. Yeah. And I'll say this, I think we lost George for a second, but I'll say this about that. Um, I, at first, our initial reaction obviously was, <laughs> man, what is he doing? That was pretty harsh. I don't know if I would handle it that way, but the more that I've thought about his handling of that situation, the mm-hmm. more I kind of get it coming from Dion. He wants right. to come in. He basically wants to say, Hey, forget everything that you've ever known here. It's a new train coming into town, and either you're getting on it or you're not. Right. And it, of course, the way he went about it seemed harsh to everybody else, but he, I, I think he's just sticking to his guns and saying, hey, right. I'm bringing in some guys. They know how I work. You can either work the way I work or see you later. I don't, yeah. I don't want you because that's the way I'm going to do things. Yep, and that's why that gets so big. Yeah, I, guys, I think, look, I think this thing could be looked at two ways. And I, I think the majority of the country, the outside world, the, the casual fan watches and looks and hears what Dion says. And, and initially they, they sit back and think, whoa, that's that's really aggressive. I'm going to tell you, man, Prime is a is a very calculated dude. And while it may very well be ego-driven, I'm bringing my guys, look at me. I want all the cameras on me. We're trying to grow. It may very well be um, a, a, a scenario like that. But I tell you what, I think it. I think it's more likely that Prime went in there and he sat down with whatever decision makers are left and said, hey, what the hell's going on in Colorado? What What is going on in this locker room? Yeah. And I bet you he heard guys are quitting, guys don't show up on time, they show up to class half the time, they expect everything to be handed to them. You know what I mean, hell, we've all seen or been a part of yeah. or covered a team that's 1-11. I mean, we've seen, we've heard that. And and Prime went in there and didn't give two rips about, about you know, appealing to the locker room, appealing to that particular type of player, and he took the opportunity to set the standard and say, hey, if you don't like it, I'm doing it right here in front of, of God and everybody. This ain't behind closed doors. 
I'm, I'm doing it for everybody to see. If you don't like it, get your ass up out of here because what you've been doing ain't going to work under me. I, I I don't know which way it was, but all I'm telling is everybody out there that saw it and thinks flashy, look at me, prom, you may be right, but I'm here to tell you he's a calculated dude and there was a reason why he approached it that way. But and, and, and I, I, I push back on that from this standpoint. You don't know if it, we don't know if it was coaching. We don't know if it was execution, whether it was injuries, whether guys are put in the wrong positions. They're just kids. So those kids put the uniform on. They got brought there. Like to get to dump 20 years of, you know, like lackluster play on them and the fans deserve better than you and the, the school deserves better. It ain't on. If I'm in that room, that ain't on me. Hell, I'm trying to win. But too. then, then, to then look, too. and if and if, but if you ain't one of them dudes, then then it ain't on you. You're confident. You roll. You you're gonna be all good. I, I'm I'm no. just telling. I'm no. just simply. T- I don't know why he yeah. did it, George. I don't know why Colorado wasn't worth the shit. I have no idea. But I'm yeah. telling you, I've been a, I've been a part of a a terrible locker room, and I can see where a coach would walk in and on the front end go, "Hey, ninety percent of you. I don't care why. I don't care how you got recruited. I don't care who got hurt." What y'all been doing, the culture that he that's here, it sucks. And right, I'm telling yeah, so you up front, if you don't if you don't want to get on board, get your ass out. I'm saying everybody in here, we're going a different direction together. Why would I put it on these kids? You guys have sucked, and I'm bringing my own guys with me, Louis luggage and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Guys, I, I'm gonna do better than y'all. You can hop like it's like you if you're gonna lead. Take them with you. Look, look, if George. They I, I, look, it, they can make it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I would have said it differently. Well, yeah. I mean, we're simply talking about you know the way he entered the room and why he said what he may have said. I, I agree with you. Carrying Louis luggage and bringing all these guys, like I, I wouldn't have went about it that way. I, I'm not Dion. I, that's just the way he does things. All I'm saying is. There's another side to it of, right. hey, man, the way y'all been doing shit around here ain't going to fly with me. So if you don't like it, move on, right? Yeah, I, I just – I mean, I think there's there's so much initial, like, oh, my God, I can't believe – it's. It, I mean, call it what you want, man. It's real. It's t- it's it's tough talk. It's – it's. I, I just – I mean, if, if I were in that locker room and I were doing things right and I was busting ass, and I, then I sit back and I ain't worried about it. I'm not worried about what prom, he, what prom said or how he said it or who he's bringing. Yeah, he left a lot up for interpretation there. You know what I mean? Like, he left a lot for interpretation with a lot of kids who got emotional. Yeah. You know, th- there's a lot of emotion, a lot of growth, you know, that, that you don't have. We all sure. sit there as, as 18, 19-year-old kids, right? So, to your point, Clint, like, yeah, I think he could have gone about it differently. I see your point of how, like, what he was saying, and if you evaluate it, it, it came from probably a good spot. Right. Yeah. Good intentions of of like you were saying, this isn't acceptable. We're going a different direction. And if you're not with me, get out. Yeah, he could have done it more fluently to Trevor's point. I think bringing in these two guys who've been in a culture with him and 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 understand his messaging and what it may or may not mean could be really big. Right. But they're going to have to go in there, immerse themselves in that locker room, win some yeah. guys over and get everything going. And I, he's already done it at a place that hadn't you know, it had some success, but like he's done it at a place that. You know, I think it was the first undefeated season in Jackson State history last year up until the bowl game here. So, like, done a damn good job already. 
we'll see how it works out. But I think he's heading in the right direction with it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just real quick, like I, I wasn't. I, I mean, the, the, yeah. the conversation wasn't about how Dion said what he said. I'm yeah, simply right. saying that there is it very well could have been a look at me and 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 done incorrectly as much as it could have been calculated. Now, whether we agree with the method. And the delivery, that's a whole different conversation. But just it could have been a very calculated situation. And to y'all's point, with those two players coming in, there's no two positions where you can bring in a five-star guy. And I don't know what Shador was. I'm going to assume a four-star, but a really good player. You bring in those two guys and you plug them into quality coordinators. Yeah, They change the game immediately for Colorado. And does that automatically mean that Colorado is going to compete with USC? And UCLA, maybe not. No, not not right away. But I tell you, with a couple of really good quality coordinators, a five-star corner, and a quarterback that can do it all, you can damn sure jump up there and compete with Cal and Arizona, Arizona State. So you you can damn yeah. sure jump up there and be a, be around those guys and be in that conversation sooner rather than later. So those two guys are coming in the position they play, and as good as they are, they're program changers at this point in time. I want to say one more thing about Dion. I almost respect him. Again, we just had the conversation of say what you do, say what you don't about the way that he handled it. But I almost respect him for always being the same guy. I mean, think about this is the guy that went to the NFL combine when he hadn't even stepped foot on an NFL field yet, hadn't made a penny in the NFL, runs his 40-yard dash and continues out of the stadium and leaves. (laughs) Doesn't do any drills, doesn't do anything. And then he's just used that his whole career as his confidence, his chip on his shoulder to be different than everybody else, to not be political, to do it a little bit edgy. And he's been successful at it. So agree with it. Don't agree with it. The, the, the dude has found success everywhere he's been coaching, not coaching, playing, whatever. Yeah. Stuck to his guns. Yep. So. George, George froze up on his big say. Yeah, you must have pissed him off right there, Trev. He went, he went radio silent on us. Yeah, no, look, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Look, I, I don't, I would have done it a, a tad bit different. But when it's all said and done, um, I, I think, I, I think there, there probably needed some pretty, some tough love to be shared. Um, real quick. George, you back? You with us? Uh, that was a slow blink. Are you are you still struggling? Can you see me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're here. Yeah, you're but here. that old blink, that blink right. is slow yeah. motion. Blink. Hey, I, I agree with tough love. I'm good with tough love. But when you take a, a job on, you inherit those kids. You yeah. inherit them. They're yours. Take them, mold them. I'm going to show you my ways. If you guys can survive these position battles I'm going to put you through, then we'll go battle together. But I felt you could have taken them with you instead of like walking into some factory and telling every factory worker, oh, you guys, we're about to go, you know, high speed. You're all fired. And, you know, if you can reapply, if you want, they're kids. It's a team. It's a tribe. Regardless, I do agree they will be successful now. They will be successful. They should beat the bottom half of the Pac-12 and they'll have a knockout of a couple of those big ones. Uh, let's roll to the next piece of, of the transfer. Graham Mertz, to Florida, Emory Jones to Cincinnati, and JT Daniels to Rice. This time next year, who will be the most successful uh, move out of those three? Clint, I'll start with you. Wow. I mean, I, I look, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it, JT Daniels going to Rice, it sounds like he just wants to – 
he just wants to get that uh, that that uh, Al on that on that um, on that degree on that master's or wherever the hell he's at. He he's got a, he has to have already graduated. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably a, a a really good move by him at this point in time. So so I'm cool with it. Um, the, the one that the one that I think piques my interest the most is is Graham Mertz at Florida. Um, I, I'm just one that believes that Florida's always got dudes, um, offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Florida's always got weapons. I mean, like elite weapons. Even when they ain't worth a shit, they got dudes that can that can make you miss in a phone booth. They got dudes that can climb the ladder and catch the 50-50 ball all day. And uh, Graham Mertz at Florida is is one that I'm I'm anxious and fascinated to to see how it all plans out. But to George's question. Specifically, if I had to pick one, I would say Emory Jones at Cincinnati. I think Luke Fickle left that job, that 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 program, in in, in a good spot, and I think Emory Jones is is a, a guy that's long in the tooth, got a lot of experience, dual threat guy that can do a little bit of it all. I, I would I would imagine that he's the one that that uh, if I had to bet on would have a would make more of a splash, if you will. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I to me, I think. It's hard because JT, I have a ton of respect for his game. You know, obviously the West Virginia move didn't work out. Um, but I, I I think he's still got a ton of talent and him going to Rice, it could be a little reset for him. But on a bigger scale, man, like this whole transfer portal thing and specifically with the quarterback position, it's really interesting to me because you see a lot of guys jumping ship. You see a lot of guys getting in this portal. And it's what to me, the one question I ask is, is is the grass always really greener, right? And you see some guys who are sticking it out and who I think are going to be pretty successful in some other programs. Um Graham Mertz, you know, he's a guy who who maybe a fresh start, and like you said, Clint, maybe some guys who could win outside. Um, because he didn't have protection issues at Wisconsin, but just some guys that could win outside. Um, a little bit of a running game, a little more flash. He could get a little rejuvenated. He showed some spurts and some flashes of some really good talent as well. And it wouldn't surprise me if he goes out and puts together a solid year. And then to your point as well with Emory Jones, guy who's been around a long time. Um, you know, I, I just think that there's still some question marks when you lose a guy like Fickle. He left it in a good place, but you need a guy to step in and, and grab the reins and continue to drive the ship at that level. And I, I think it's going to be hard replacing a guy like Fickle as a human being and, and and how he coaches and the expectations he has and the nurturing and also tough love that he probably gave. And I talked to my my co-host on the Big Ten podcast, Josh Perry, about it all the time because he actually played for him. He was his position coach at Ohio State and couldn't say a bad word about the man. So I think that that's going to be something to pay attention to more so. And and the thing I always said is the quarterback position is the most dependent position in sports. There's so many variables that go into it from coaching, management, system, scheme, belief, you know, gel. And I'm preaching to the choir here with these with this, with this group because we've all been there, done that, played it. So – some of these fresh starts I think are going to be really good for guys. Some of them are question marks and some of them, I think it's just, Hey man, I was in a real shitty spot and I got to, I got to get some fresh air. Right. Um, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But to me, I think JT is probably the most tenured guy been in some locker rooms, had success at some schools um, and the ability to make immediate impact. I'd go, I'd lean towards JT Daniels. What about, what about you TK? Yeah. I, I have a, I have a question for you guys, honestly, because, the more I think about JT Daniels, I start to think about all the guys out there in college football history, really, that got caught up in the system. Wrong mm -hmm. place at the wrong time. You see it, and it's publicized in the NFL. 
man, you got to have your guy. It's got to be a great situation. You got to take advantage of your opportunity. And then, you know, some guys who were pretty crappy players in college end up playing 10 years. Guys that were big time players in college that should play for 10 years, play one or two or, or don't even make it. It happens at the college level. And I think JT Daniels may be one of those scenarios where, man, he just, you know, whether it's injury or, or uh, you know, uh, riding a wave of success like Stetson Bennett at Georgia. And then he, you know, then he goes to West Virginia and it just didn't work out there because maybe his confidence was down or they just had a bad year, whatever it was. Now I think you guys are right. He's going to going to Rice to try and get a degree and, and, and get a job in the corporate world. But how many guys does – do you let me ask this question? Do you think JT Daniels is better than Rice and he got caught up in the system, or is JT Daniels not as good as we thought he was at the beginning of his career? I, I'll jump in. I mean, I think I, I think he is better than Rice, but to your point, Trev, I think he's been through everything you mentioned. He's been through injuries, he's been through some some political battle. He he's bounced around, right? And I think Rice, him going to a smaller market where he's going to kind of disappear for a little bit. I think he tried to kind of do that at West Virginia, but it's not really the case. I think he's a guy who's got a lot of scars, who's got, who's been in the system and who's been through all of that bullshit. And he's very talented. He is a talented guy. I mean, I, I, I threw with him when he was in like sixth, seventh grade. Kid was unbelievable. So talented dude. Um, I think it's almost one of those situations where he said, listen, I got to get out of the limelight and I just got to go focus on me whatever it may be, because, you know, it could be personal things. It could be mental things. It could be the game itself. Go to Rice, disappear for a little bit, roll the dice and see what happens, right? Because if he does get a shot, it could be one of those situations. Dude who transferred all over the place, ends up being a late round pick or an undrafted free agent, gets into a camp, good situation, and plays in the NFL for a bunch of years, right? So I think for him, it was more so about get out of limelight, disappear for a little bit. Let me just go down here and focus on a, in, in a program and in a, in a, in a league and in a conference where I can – I could be a man amongst boys if I played to my potential. So I like the move for him personally. And it's a smart move. And apologize, fellas. We're over here messing around with technical difficulties in the tropics. But um, it's a smart move. And I wish more kids would look at it like that, Trevor, because he found a great place with a great coach. It isn't the bricks and banners. If you really want a career in the NFL, you need to get around people who understand the curriculum, who can teach you the curriculum, who can bring you along. Mike Bloomgren was an offensive line coach for the Jets before he took over at Stanford. Then he was an offensive coordinator at Stanford for years, and then he took this job on here. Bloomgren, wealth of knowledge, deep curriculum. He's going to bring them along. And now you can get down there and just fly the plane. Quarterbacks need flight hours. They need flight hours. But what do these guys do? They they get bucked off of one thing and they want to go get the next biggest, best thing instead of just let me go find something I can fly and, and do this on my own. And they never want to go to a group of five when you've been a five-star rock star. And they never want to go off the beaten path. Oh, like, like Joe Milton, come out of Michigan. Should he have gone to group of five? Hell yeah, but nope, I'll go to Tennessee. What happens at Tennessee? A hen and hooker lands on him. So now you're watching. Joe Milton could have started and played for any number of schools, cut his teeth, Clint learned to play, learned to come from behind, four-minute offense, all these things. But he's loving his experience at Tennessee, but how is it still enriching you as a quarterback? I love this move by JT Daniels. 
What do you think about the other two, G? What do you think about the other two with uh, Graham Mertz and and um, and Emory Jones at Cincinnati? Uh, Emory Jones is interesting, right? You got to Florida. Like he's a high floor, low ceiling quarterback, meaning <clears throat> exactly what you see is what you're going to get. It's not a whole lot of like, man, when he unlocks all this potential, no, you're seeing it all now. And then he had a just a behemoth jump on him and Anthony Richardson made sense. Yeah. I don't even know what he really did at Arizona State this year. They played all right. I know they had a couple other kids that also shared the field too at quarterback. So for him, I just hope he just gets to finish out strong at Cincinnati and, um, you know, run it out. Like Trev said, get into a camp. That's what you want to do. Graham Mertz is interesting. It, I don't think it's a talent thing for Graham Mertz. To me, it's a maturity deal. And if it's a yeah. maturity deal, if you're not really able to handle it that well in Wisconsin, there's a little bit of that. Um, what's my guy for the Jets? Zach Wilson to him. Super cool. Like we lost, but you know, I still threw for 250. So did I really hurt us? Like all that type of stuff. If you can't handle that in Madison, it's going to get ugly in uh, Gainesville. Gainesville. So I don't know. Is that the guy to rock and roll? Me personally, I think that's a guy. Florida is like, look, we at least we got a guy, a vet who could yeah. we could plug in, and anybody else that can come through that door could push or challenge him. But we'll find out. Is he a frontline guy for the SEC or not? Um, you know, we'll find out, Clint. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah. All right, let's, let's bump into a couple, of, uh, a couple of programs. Big picture, y'all's thoughts on, on a couple of programs. I think there's two guys as we look at the, the rankings right now in terms of, of recruiting uh, one day removed from when early signing day started is number one, Dan Lanning, Dan Lanning up at Oregon, fellas. Dan Lanning up at Oregon. He climbed the charts. Again, I'm looking at the ESPN rankings. Take it for what it is. He climbed the charts. It don't matter what the hell rankings you're looking at. He went from number 14. His class went from 14 to number five, and I don't think he's done yet. I think he's still smoking cigars and, and making phone calls, if you know what I mean. Uh, probably got a pretty good size. Probably got Phil Knight's checkbook out as well um uh, up, up there in, in in Oregon but just George let, let's start with you real quick man on on uh just w uh, your thoughts about Dan Lanning making that climb the momentum that they have and anything specifically about any of those guys that uh that jumped on board and and, and are, are gonna are gonna be in Oregon next year yeah Dan Lanning for, for those of you who aren't that familiar with him is a natural recruiter some guys 
are are great on the board. Some are great with the headset on. He's both. And some have that superpower addition of charisma, connection, uh, follow through, dialogue. Like all, not everybody has that, especially not all coaches have that. He recruited a lot of that White Walkers defense for Georgia last year in the national championship. Those are his guys. Recruited him, stayed with him, got in some real battles over some of them. And you at Georgia, you got to fight off LSU, Bama. I mean, we call it Jurassic Park for a reason. Okay, so now he's at Oregon. Now you got your own shop. Yeah. And Clint's right. Uncle Phil is sitting behind you. And you're saying, listen, can you point that can in that direction for me? Like now all of a sudden, you got real power. Who like if you can't get him to Oregon with 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 his abilities, you're gonna be stuck. He isn't, they have been no surprise to me, Clint. And it starts right there. Yes, the portal. You could you're gonna play ball and arm wrestle in the portal, but getting the high school grown guys who you can bring in, hack Trevor from a ground base yeah. level and raise him as your own, it's huge. And you're right, he's not done. There's rumors. He's in like Dion on the number one player in the country. It's a defensive player. And the second signing day, they said it could even be bigger than this one. Santa Trev, Santa Trev, real quick, man. Your uh your thoughts on on Oregon making making that jump, but but more specifically about Phil Knight. Cause I, I mean, I said Phil Knight just jokingly, but the natural tie of what the NF, NIL is supposed to be, right? Uh, is is endorsements for these guys like how big could it be and I heard this earlier today and I thought I sat back and thought damn we got to talk about this tonight on field of 12 like how how beneficial could it be long term obviously right now it's huge but long term for Phil Knight and Oregon and that tie to be able to say you come here you're a Nike guy you're a Nike endorser you're a Nike endorser and the contracts have been in place hell since I was playing ball Right. I mean, so it, it's it's a natural fit to do NIL the right way in an unbelievable at an unbelievable level, isn't it? It is. It is. And, it, and it's a unique one where you've got a brand that guys, whether they go to Oregon or Bama or Texas or any school for that matter, they're going to end up jump, jumping on that bandwagon anyways when they get to the next level. Um, so the. It's unique because Nike will get a return on their investment for the guys that go and make yeah. it. Whereas, you know, you go down to Texas A&M and you got a bunch of oil guys, they could throw as much money as they want, but it's they're not going to get a return on their investment because oil doesn't translate to to the ball field. Nike does. Yeah. So that, that's a great point. I really hadn't dug into that or talked about that a whole lot yet, but it is a natural fit. And if structured the right way, Man, guys have already been going to Oregon because of the uniforms and, and and the facilities and all of those great things. But now you go to the Pacific Northwest, a beautiful city of Eugene, and and get to play in Augustin Stadium, and uh, which I hear I've never been, but I hear it's unbelievable atmosphere. And you throw on a little NIL deal with Nike for a lifetime. Sign me up and and. Not to mention what you guys just said about Dan Lanning and his ability to recruit and what they are building. And I say building, what is already built and he's building on top of their mm. Yeah. Hey, Hack, what about what about Bama, man? Let, let's jump to Bama. Bama's no surprise. They're they're the number got the number one recruiting class. I, I read today, Hack, where last year AM's 
record-setting, historically great, number one recruiting class ever, had nine of the top 28 of the ESPN 300, nine of the top 28 athletes in that class. Bama's class this year has 11 of the top 28 already, and they're still working on a couple of guys. Any Any surprise that Nick Saban figured out this NIL deal that he's been doing for about 20 years now? Well, well, here's the other thing that I, it's funny. It, that is funny, but here's the other thing. I mean, <laughs> oh shit. Um, here's the funny thing with Bama, though. In, in, in a serious note, I think Bama's kind of like the portal for everyone else, right? Like Saban has established a culture there where you come in and you work and you earn it. I think he's one of the last ones in this NIL culture to really keep that concrete. Dabo's fallen off of that. You're seeing dudes hit the portal out of Clemson. That hasn't been a thing. And Dabo's also stood on not really taking guys from the portal and, and transfers and, and building and growing, like you were saying, Clint, your own, right? Bringing yeah. the right guys in with the right identity and stuff like that. Nick's really mastered that. And I think he was the first one to do it, to be able to accumulate talent and guys understand that they're going to uh, bide their time and grind and learn the system and buy in. Um, and then when they get their chance, take advantage of it. So, Unlike Texas A&M, they, he has that element of longevity of doing it and developing, and, and kids see that. And it's something some of these kids do say um, after their experience at Alabama. You know, it was great for me to have to sit and learn behind three guys that got drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. So there's a valuable thing to that, and I think as long as Nick's there, that's going to stay there. Um, you know, on, on a bigger scale, it's really interesting that Nick is still investing as much as he can in this because – he can almost go to that one and done game because if Alabama comes knocking and they got an opening and they got some gaps to fill, which I think this team does for the first time in a few years um, at some really key positions like wide receiver and a few other spots. Um, it, will he dabble in this transfer portal world now and, and take a chance on bringing somebody in that he didn't really groom in the system, right. To fill an immediate need. So there's kind of a balance there that I think is going to be really interesting to see some of these giants who've done it a certain way and established a certain culture and a certain system. Will they, will they stick to their guns or will they go out of it? And I think Nick Saban's still sticking to his guns because that's what got him. That's what got him where he's at. So um, tip of the cap, no surprise. Well, uh, I expect them to rise from the ashes for whatever, if this year is, is, is a year that they did, going to the ashes, right? It's hard. Yeah, to the Sugar Bowl is the ashes, yeah. man. That's the tough. ashes for, but for they, they had, they had a great experience with the portal this year, uh, hack with Jameer Gibbs. Right, right. And yeah. the receiver, they picked up a lineman. Like Clint said, they've been doing NIL for a while. Well, really all the SEC has been. But now Georgia's got resources. LSU got the same resources. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much everybody. It's a different ball game now. I think, I think it's going to be interesting to find out what they do at the quarterback position. And I, I don't think, think we're, obviously, I, think I don't think we're done. Go ahead, I Trevor. Think it's something to note, too. And I know we've talked about it a little bit, but not only did they have the number one class here at early signing day, but it's incredible to me that Nick Saban got every single one of his players to play in the Sugar Bowl. Every single one. Yeah. With all yeah, these yeah. guys going and opting out and doing all this and all that, every single one of those guys is playing in the Sugar Bowl. And I, I think, that speaks so much volume to me about the culture that he has there still in this crazy NIL world. So like, Hey man, we're in it for the team. That tells me it's team first. That tells me the guys care about the guy next to him. 
that tells me that there's still something to be said about you know guys going to battle for one another for the greater good i mean it's that's cool stuff so, so let me ask you all this and I, this is open floor whoever wants to jump into it if you were a head coach somewhere right now how would you build a team would you would you build it recruiting grassroots or would you dive in the portal because you know there's immediate fixes there and you can have immediate success if you hit home runs like lincoln riley right so in this world with nil and all that stuff included in this do you, do you really want to put as much merit into recruiting, right? Like you go out there and have a, a have a dog shit class, but you can still fix the world with some transfers and some things like that if you need to. And and you don't have to go sit in their living room and right. pat them on the back for a couple of years and all that stuff. That's a really that's a great. I question. do both. I do both. I, I do. Yeah. There's two. There's two power. But then there's limited opportunities, though, George, for those kids out of high school, right? So you really got to hit in the kids out of high school. You got to hit. They're going to shit, but right? But there's two power five head coaches just told me in the last month they're both adding five to eight people in their front office just for personnel and Clint, they're going to split it. You three or four are just evaluating other college talent. And then we are adding you three or four to um, graduates or high school players. And, and like, I would try to do both any given year. If you get hot, Bunch of guys are going to go to the draft, and a bunch of your twos and threes, if you really did well, are now known. And they're just going to get other opportunities. Alabama, two years ago, lost two walk-on quarterbacks. One went to, like, Toledo on a scholarship, and the other went to another group of five. Your two, he's like, we're replacing walk-ons now. And they didn't even play. He's like, but people are now, like, peering into our walk-on cabinets and raiding the cabinets. I would try to do both manpower covering the field i mean covering the country and i would i would evaluate every team i'm playing just like the nfl does i'm looking at clint i'm looking at that dn i'm looking at that tackle yes we have to get ready for you from a tactical standpoint but i'm also thinking he'd look good in our uniform he could fit in our system if we moved him from there to there he'd play well here like everybody's gonna start like it's gonna be vicious but you gotta be ready for that in the front office I can tell you, I'm just glad that I'm not coming up being recruited during this time. I mean, could you imagine? I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there, and I should know who it is, but I don't. If I'm a high school kid being recruited by, let's say, like UCLA, yeah. and I've been recruited there two years. That's my dream school. I know who's on the roster. I know that, man, oh, man, this is perfect. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to compete my freshman or sophomore year. And then a guy like DJ Ungalele comes in and, and signs. It's like – that throws my whole plan as a high school kid off, you know, and maybe DJ comes in for a year and tears it up. And then they bring another uh, transfer portal guy. in. And now I'm just this guy. I've never had the opportunity to compete. I've never had the opportunity to show myself because I just got passed up by, by transfer portal guys, as yeah. opposed to I'm the freshman, I'm in a red shirt, you know, maybe. depending on the situation, which I, hope I did my homework, maybe there's a senior that's graduating. I'll go compete for the job. It's not so you got to look at it more as a business now, too. And I think that that's what we're seeing is is the distribution of talent is now those group mm-hmm. of five schools are now going to get swings at guys that they never had swings. Yeah. at. They may not yeah. be right out of high school, yeah. but you're going you're going to get a rep at them, which and is great for college football. It. But it's tough. It's tough to be that kid. To your point, Trevor, it's tough to sit in that and, situation. And, and, and we've talked about it mostly at the quarterback position, but you can look at it across the board. Yeah. The talent across the board is way better in the in the nil and the transfer portal world than it was 
prior to this, uh, all yeah. this happened because you got guys that, Hey, I, I'm not going to sit a couple of years. I'm going to go to a, a lower, a mid major or whatever, and I'm going to play. And so you see a lot of better football. Yep. Fellas, we were t- talking about Oregon and talking about Bama as the winners in, in, in at least for the first 24, 36 hours of, uh, or hell, almost 48 hours of, of early signing period in, in high school here and, and, and transfer portal talk. Clearly, Oregon and Alabama were, were winners. There were a couple of losers, and, and I use that term loosely because both of these programs are healthier than most. But when you look at, at Notre Dame and Ohio State, uh, I, I think there's, there's, there's a little bit of a struggle that maybe hasn't been there in the past. Um, just, just real quick, one particular player that I want I want you to comment on on George because I know you, I think you're pretty familiar with the the, the Peyton Bowen situation. He was committed to, to Notre Dame since May. He flipped to Oregon yesterday, signed his letter of intent, but never sent it in, and then flipped again to Oklahoma this afternoon. Good job, Boomer Sumer for Venables. Clearly, he did a hell of a job, and he won the bidding war. But, but George just. What does this tell you, big picture, about Notre Dame? And is it a loss? Is it, it how tough is it on on Notre Dame? And how big is it for Oklahoma? Without knowing him, without knowing the young man or his family, it could be a win for Notre Dame. And I say that you you went all in and you've been working on this kid. It's so much work. People don't understand how much work it is to get in, elbow your way in, establish the family get the kid to commit, hold the commitment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is no back door. Like people can kill, still come up and offer stuff. If you lost him and then the school that took him from you, they lost him 24 hours later. And then he goes to a third school. Then it, like, to me, that really wasn't your guy anyway. And it really speaks to finance. And it, and it, it's probably not even the kid's decision. You had him in there for whatever you offered him. Could be scholarship and books. Could be scholarship plus. Here come Oregon. They trumped you, and then Oklahoma trumped them. Then he's yeah. he's just not an, a, a Notre Dame guy. So, so I, I how much of it? Go, go ahead, Trill. Like, oh, well, I was gonna just I'm shed a little light on guy. Denton guy or kid, good right player, there. We'll get another guy, guy like right that. And um, I, I do know this: his quarterback, Jackson Arnold, is is five star guy that's going to Oklahoma. Um, so maybe he's been poking in his ear during the playoffs. I also know that Peyton Bowen's girlfriend just signed her letter of intent. And I don't remember if it was softball or, or soccer or, nah, or, chief. or, or nah, she's, chief. Going, <laughs> she's going to Oklahoma. Clint, Clint. <laughs> y'all know. So the only know. thing that's going, hey, the only thing's going to trump NIL. Yeah. <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's been undefeated for a thousand hey, years. Hey, untied and undefeated, George. Untied and undefeated, <laughs> baby girl. Then yeah, why was... commit to Oregon then, Trevor? What are you know, doing in but... Oregon? George, come on. We've all been there. Hey, you're cuddled up in the backseat of your F-150. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, come come to Oklahoma with me. We could be the we could be the star couple. I'll give you this, I'll give you that. Come on, you guys know better than hey, that. Hey, you know where mine was? Mine was on the dance floor at Sports Illustrated in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And she said, Come on, come on to LSU. She almost had me. She almost had me, but I said, nah, no, sir, no, sir. I'm going to Arkansas where I can keep my mind right, keep my ass out of trouble, baby. Hey, 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 hey. hey. Y'all ever been to Sports Illustrated? I didn't have a 4-150. Uh, 
I, yeah. I had Cheryl Whitfield, Chevy Astro Van. Plenty of room. Hey, the windows were tinted, though. The windows were tinted. George, you put those tints on yourself. Hey, hey, all joking aside, real quick, though. Hey, real quick, though, guys. Like, this is the monster, right? And I'm thinking about this today. And not just the Notre Dame kid that flip-flopped all over the place, Peyton Bowen, safety. Not the quarterbacks that are flipping all over the damn place. Just in general. Like, think about the amount of money that's getting thrown at these kids. And more importantly, the parents. I mean, when I was 17 or 18 years old, you get me, you put the M on the back of something, and I it's blowing my mind. Hell, a hundred thousand would have blew my mind. But but think about it from a parent's perspective. What if a school comes to you and says, Oh, they're giving you 1.2? We got 1.4. To the kid, I'm still thinking, hey, man, hell I, hell with that. I'm, no, I like Notre Dame. I like that. I like, but to the parents, you're going, shit, I worked six years to make 200. I worked eight years to make 200. Are you kidding me? Right. Yep, we're, we're listening. Right. I mean, to think of how these kids are pulled in every direction, and point. I'm talking about the top yeah. 2%. I mean, to think about – how parents that are sitting there busting their ass to make $55,000, $60,000 a year, $40,000 a year, and all of a sudden somebody ups to Annie six figures, $100,000, $250,000. Shit. Hey, hey, no, we're not going to sign Wednesday at 10 a.m. We're going to take a little time and listen to these other cats. I, I, I could just – hundred percent. I could only imagine – and if it's my kid and I were knocking down 40 stacks a year, working my damn fingernails, buddy – Hell, I hey hey, pipe down, young fella. We, we're gonna we're gonna evaluate this situation again. We don't have to we don't have to make this decision right this second. Let's think about it. So it's just it doesn't surprise me. Is my point, guys? That some of these guys, it's it's one thing to sit back as the old head. I want to go all this flip flopping shit, writing these letters and, and and thank yous and I'm sorry's and all this bullshit. But in reality, this is big ass business. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are big money decisions these are quarter million half million sometimes a million dollar plus decisions that these these families are having to make um i do wish i was having to make that decision but i i realize how tough it is for those that that really are fellas can, can we get to um can we can we get to giving away some gifts it is the holiday season hmm. it, it it is it is the holiday season and what what we've done for all our listeners out there what we've done, by the way, um, you, you can. We're always powered by Bet Rivers. Big thank you to Bet Rivers. Everybody, go out to go out to betrivers.com and and get you an account and do a little bet and see if you can't win some money during this holiday season. You can always find us on the SiriusXM app, and you can always check out our merch store, Field of Sixty Eight Dot Shop. Uh, get over there and check out. We're always dropping new new uh, merch, so make sure you stay on top of that. If you've already checked it out, I don't want to hear it. Go check it out again. But we, we're giving away we're giving away some some gifts, and what we do is we got ten schools here. Correct me, George, if I'm doing this wrong. Now, correct me. I'm I'm, I'm coachable, brother. I'm coachable. But we're, we we pick ten schools here, and the four of us have each come up with a gift that we would like to give that particular school. All right, we're gonna have a little fun here. Maybe maybe uh maybe maybe it's football. Maybe it's outside the box thinking here. So let's get this thing cranked up. We're going to start with the number one recruiting class in America right now. 
uh, Alabama. George, what do you got for uh, for my man Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide down there, man? If I could, and I'm going to stay in the box, Mr. Outside the Box. I'm going to go in the box. If I could gift Bama something, it'd be some big-time home run wide receivers. It'd be some big playmaking. Take it all the way back to Julio Jones type. Hopefully there's some youngsters in this new class that they, you know, signed and hooked up. Hopefully it's that. Hopefully they got some guys that can go out and high hurdle uh, defensive backs like they used to back in the day. Hack, what you got? What you got for Bama, man? Yeah, I mean, I, George took it out of me. I mean, that's what I would go with. But I, what the hell are you going to give uh, uh, Nick Saban? at this point in time in right. his career. I mean, what right. the hell are you going to give the guy? A box of cigars? Maybe maybe if I was every other every other college program, give that guy a retirement letter or something, a, a signature, a resignation, get a forgery or something like that. Let someone else get a shot at it. So, I, I mean, hell, man. If, if, what, what do you give someone that's got it all? TK. Take this one out of the box a little bit. Uh, we see Mr. Nick Saban at 70-plus years old, gracing his face with the Aflac duck and Deion Sanders wearing a nice little blue blazer. Man, give all those guys a little blue blazer for Christmas. They can walk around, walk into their bowl game. wearing <laughs> their little Aflac yes. duck and their blue little blazer. Give them something nice. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most, when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. I like it. Hey, look, here's here's what I got. You gave me a thought right there on, on giving Nick Saban a little, his hair's a little gray right there in the top. That second half of that season took it out of his ass, aged him a little bit. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, I'd like to give Saban, I, I got to give him something he can't buy, right? I got to give him something that he ain't never had. And so I'd like to give Nick Saban 10 minutes in a, in a, in a dimly lit room with two goons with uh, Jimbo Fisher tied to a chair and let him just put his, <laughs> put his feet up on the table with nobody to witness and just talk to Jimbo Fisher, have a real good heart-to-heart with Jimbo Fisher about that bullshit he pulled about a year ago talking about this NIL stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I really, I really feel like Nick Saban took the high road on that deal. I really feel like it was. Did he take it, the high road if he was the one that started it? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, look, George, again, in an argument for argument's, for, for argument's sake, 
You're yeah, talking about Wits family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for argument's sake, he was petty making the comment the way that he made the comment. No question about it. But what Jimbo did, in my opinion, was bad for the coaching industry. Like just the industry as a whole, like that that yeah, he, he, that, that, yeah. that secrecy Agreed. that exists there. He I did, feel like did. Jimbo really, really stepped out of out of that out of that fraternity, that brotherhood. And I think yeah. the Godfather Nick Saban. Well, I'm not saying he beats on him. I don't want the goons beating on him. I just want him tying him down. And I want him to. Put, I want old Nick to put them feet on that desk nah. and just give him a little talking to. Nah, back in the mob days, that's the shit that got you whacked, <laughs> yeah. man. That's hey, the yeah. shit that got Jimbo. you whacked. Hey, Jimbo, you Jim- just sit there. Hey, you can't, Jimbo. Don't don't open your mouth. You can't say a word. This is Nick's time. Nah. That's what I. I'd give saving ten minutes. All right, let's move on. How about USC, man? Lincoln Riley and them USC Trojans. What do you got, George? I'm gonna take a page out of your book. I would Come give, on. I would give Lincoln Riley 10, 15 minutes. With his top 11, 12, 15 defensive starters, watch film with him and then let him have a couple of goons <laughs> and let him walk up on guys and be like, what do you, what do you mean Gosh. shoulder nudging somebody up and down the sideline hoping they'll go down? What do you mean coming up in the, in the hole you're supposed to fill and tackle? Close your eyes and do one of these. <laughs> I would like to give Lincoln Riley 10, 15 minutes with his guys on some some real what the hell is this type of deal yeah <laughs> is it did i really just watch that versus yeah, utah like, and and yeah yeah I, I really would he can say freely what he wants to say and those guys aren't allowed to transfer or quit or anything like that like really i would like to gift him that level of honesty because you know now coaches can really really do that Right. I would like to gift him that level of honesty. Yeah, yeah. Alex Grinch is still walking free. Nobody's talking about him. <laughs> True. True. Hack, what do you got, me? baby? So I'm going to piggyback off that as well, George. And I'm going to say I'm going to give the whole USC athletic department a mulligan on whether or not they want to bring that weak-ass shit to the Big Ten Ooh. here in a couple of years. That, that side of ball's gonna have to step up a little bit. You could bring mm. you could bring the flash and flare, but you gotta back it up with some defensive you gotta back uh, it with, up. Some, with a defensive unit like Ohio State's been doing. So hey, I'm gonna give that whole athletic department a mulligan to give them a couple more years to sturdy up that side of the ball and that mm. little that little nose they gotta take for those three thousand mile, two thousand mile, fifteen hundred mile trips to away games they're gonna have to take every weekend. So Santa Trev, you look like you got some real shit on your mind, Chief. Uh oh. I wanted to give him a little NIL deal. There's a company out there by the name of Del Monte Foods. One of your clients? Roll with me here. Roll with me here. All right. Del Monte Foods, you go in your grocery store, they got canned vegetables all up and down the aisles. Big old company. Let's focus in on an NIL deal for some corn. I want to send all the corn out to L.A. because they're about to enter the Big Ten. And they ain't ever met some big old corn play boys before. They ain't ever met some corn. They're going to be tossed around the Big Ten by those boys here in a couple of years. 
Del Monte foods, come hollering. We need all your corn in LA. My man said Del Monte canned corn for yes. That is absolutely beautiful. Mm. I tell you, I'll be quick. USC, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams, y'all got a sexy brand of football. Y'all's ass needs some fans. I mean, <laughs> when I watch USC, it's like watching the Bahama Bowl or something. When I watch USC play, they ain't got, got 5,000 people in that son of a bitch. Like, I, I, I got to give USC and Lincoln Riley. I'm just, just I ain't going to put a number. I'm just going to give you some fans for Christmas. I, you can put the number of zeros on that son of a bitch. I don't know how many empty you got. I'm going to give you some fans. How about the? I mean, I know, I know that's your, you, that's out in your neck of the woods, right there, G. But damn, I mean, what are we doing? Can't get them Man. off the beach. I guess you don't want to talk about. It. All right, let's go to Texas. What do you say about Texas? Out them Longhorns, George. What you got? Uh, now I'm gonna get out of the box. Now I got a rhythm for what we're doing now. For <laughs> for me, I would like to gift the Texas football program players, coaches, trainers, strength coaches. Whoever that is on the little, you know, doing their Instagram deal, all of them, an internship at the Three Sixes Ranch in Texas. Going down there, they need to spend a good two months in the offseason, bailing hay, cleaning stalls, mm -hmm. getting gritty, branding ca uh, calves, Whatever else they're doing, half of this shit I'm stealing from the Yellowstone, but they need to get down there and do <laughs> some real work. Hey, hey, G. Hey, let me step real quick. G. Just, hey, just to clean this up, G. They need some work. They need oh, some shit. Work. Hey, hey, I know where you're going with this. But don't send them boys to the three six ranch. There's four sixes in that ranch. I mean, you can't send them. You can't send them six well, six well, six. You might go. send them to hell. I mean, we add <laughs> a six. Add a six. Oh, oh shit! Hack, what you got, baby? Yeah, yeah. I'm a. I'm gonna give them a, a, a. All of them a set of running boots to get up out of that shadow from from what they've been living in and all the entitlement. Give them a set mm. of some fresh ass flash running boots. Give them. Give them the. Uh, what the PF Flyers from Sandlot? Get them all PF Flyers and let them run up, run up from out of that shadow, so they can get a clean slate and a fresh start here. <laughs> oh shit! I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go a little out of the box on this one as well. Similar to an NIL deal, but this is off the field money. Uh, the, the University of Texas prides themselves on being the great city of Austin, and it is a great city. And they got Sixth Street right down the street. A lot of fun going out and about, but. You gotta you, you gotta get some money pumped into these uh, these frat these frat sorority houses. They're about to enter the big the, the, the SEC, the mm. biggest fraternity and sorority function in in the country. And uh, man, they may be doing all right, but you need to hey, remodel the pool, remodel the entryway, re remodel your video team, all these different things so you can play in the SEC because it's. It ain't just going to hit on the field, boys. It's going to hit the, the entire culture of that university. So get yourself a little party going down there in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. in the fraternity and sorority houses. I, I'm, wow. I'm on, I thought that was a strength of theirs. You want them to get stronger. Yeah. All areas. They just got to turn it up a notch. There's, there's a lot going on in Austin right now. Here, here's the deal. I, I got to start – Steve Sarkeesian, he he clearly has a tailor, right? I mean, he, he, I mean, he's he's suited and booted. He's always cleaner than the board of health, no doubt about it. I gotta give I gotta give him a new stylist though. 
I, I got to give him a new stylist. I, I, I'm all about a dude stepping out of the box. I'm all about a dude matching with his old lady, especially when she's fine and wine. I'm all about it. It's, I'm cool with it. But some of that shit Sark tries to pull off, man, you got to leave that in the closet. You 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 gotta look. You gotta look in the mirror and go. I know I'm the big man on campus, but I can't quite pull this one right here off. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch this up. So I'm, I'm gonna give him a new stylist. The tailor's on point now because it, it's jeans and blue jeans and button ups. It's it's suits. It, but a couple of them, it, it just it just it's it's over the top for me. And I, I'm I, I appreciate a man with a little bit of swag. I appreciate a man with a little style, but. I just I think it's a little much. So I'm going with a, a new stylist there. All right, Ohio State. Ohio State. What do you got, George? Ohio State. If I could gift, really, I'm I'm talking about the athletic director and Ryan Day. Not so much the team. I like what the team is doing. This is the N I mean, this is it's basically one of the NFL teams that aren't in the NFL. But they need elephant hunting. So I'm going to get them some safari gear. They got killed this year for their schedule, and rightfully so. Set up a game and go play. Pick an SEC team or go play a team that's also preseason top five or something. I mean, schedules are made out in advance. But flex your schedule and go play them at a big racetrack, like the Indy 500 or something like that. Go get creative. Make it a big deal, but go play an early monster because we found out it doesn't hurt you. It won't hurt you. Yeah, the two L.A. schools are going to join here pretty soon, but go play an early monster. Cut your teeth early. We know you're a monster, but get that deal answered and wrapped up and done in this in September. Don't wait all season. And the monster up north of you is kind of mm. moving around and they get you and that's it. And they got hammered this year unmercifully quarterback lost a, a presumable Heisman. You lost all your, your, your megawatt gleam that you had from one game, really from one half. Well, iron that out, go get some elephants on the schedule. If you are who you are, then that shouldn't be a problem. Let it play out. It'll bear out better as the season goes on, but I would get these guys some safari gear. Go get a couple elephants on the schedule early. Go mm. elephant hunt. Heck, you, hey, you stuck that chest out about that Big Ten now. You no, stuck I that did. chest out about that I Big did. Ten. You I got did. one of them coming up. I did. And Buckeyes, yeah. come on. I did. I, I would I would honestly, and this is going to be more in the box and more serious, I, I damn ask for a shakeup on this Big Ten East and let them – I think it's coming, but I, I'd mm -hmm. try and get that mm -hmm. quick. You know, get a shakeup mm -hmm. in the Big Ten East. You want to keep the Michigan game cool, but let these guys get some breathing room because – I think they, they do get beat up at times towards the end of the year there with, with what they have to face. And it's usually, you know, you usually mm -hmm. see the, the tougher teams in the back half of the year. At least that's how it shook out uh, when I was up there. So um, give them a damn break from the big 10 East and, and, and let's, 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 let's not have uh, the West as a runner up for the big 10 every year. Right. right. Santa Trev. I'm going to send these guys over to the, to the massage parlor for the day. Look out. Really nice and relaxed. A little champagne where you rode. Everybody go in their individual rooms, get the hot stones on their back, a little oil. Everybody just relax. Everybody just relax. Hey, Michigan guys again this year. Relax. Get that out of you. Relax. Let's go. Let's go next year. Let's do what we're gonna do this year. Let's relax. Let's go. Let's go get after it. And then we'll go into next year. We'll still have some dudes. I like Everybody that. just take a deep breath. 
and relax. All right. So get those stones out, get a little champagne rolling, get them them roads, get that incense rolling, and 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 just relax, baby. <laughs> hey, Trev, don't lie. When was the last time you was at the spa getting one of them full bodies? When he Jeez. was at University of Texas. Yeah, I bet it was within two weeks. When was the last time you drank champagne? Hey, I bet you drank champagne at the country club and got a massage two within the last two weeks. Huh? No, sir, boss. No, sir. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm I'm in the I'm in the same lane as 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 Hacky is right there. I, I I was gonna I was gonna give um Ohio State a dancing partner, a mate. A bride, if you will. And the the gist behind that was I'm not worried about Michigan and I'm not worried about the fact that Michigan got them and they didn't get to the Big 12 championship. I mean, the uh, Big 10 championship. Clearly, again, that don't matter. Um, but I do think the Big 10 in general, guys, that that east side or what is the west? Which yeah, side is that? What I'm thinking, I'm looking at they're the, the west. East. They're the east. With the, yeah. you're talking about the west. Those I'm talking about the west. Like yeah. like Michigan and Ohio State. They all they need they need a dancing partner. They need whoever comes out of the damn east, whoever it may be. They need to meet somebody in that damn championship game yeah. that is a is a, a flat out giant. You know what I mean? A, a great football team instead of this bullshit we've been seeing. Like, and I know Wisconsin's been around for a while, and and every now and then they. But y'all, y'all get my point. Like, that's where I was at with it. Is they they whether it's Michigan or Ohio State, that they, they the Big Ten just needs they need more on that west side to 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 bring to the party in a in a conference championship uh, setting, and and I think that impacts Ohio State a lot of the time. All right, TCU. How about them Horn Frogs, George? What do you got? I'm directly speaking to their marketing department, and I I shared it with all of us on our chat. They put up the coolest post I've seen probably of any program this year. The only program from the state of Texas to make the college football playoffs. They need to put the state of Texas on everything. Now, will they get back next year? Hopefully so. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I'd put the state of Texas on everything. The Aggies got all that oil money. Longhorns have all that oil money. The rest of the schools down there, they're coming after you for sure, but you made it. So if I'm TCU, I'm capitalizing. That's a big-time state. There's like 10 or 12 Division I programs in that state. I'm putting the state of Texas mm-hmm. on everything. The Frog, I don't even know how it goes, but I would I would put the state of Texas on everything. That's my gift to them. Hey, I love it. Hey, G, I absolutely love where your head's at. All bullshit aside, like I think I think one reason like Baylor had like just shot up all of a sudden, and maybe even one reason that TCU is doing better in the state of Texas. I do believe that they're and, and Trev, this is this may not be the time for it, but I do believe that it's directly correlated to Texas being down. Right now, AM sure. having two losing seasons and being down. To your point, man, capturing that momentum in the state of Texas and his fertile recruiting grounds is absolutely huge for TCU. You're right. Austin, you got tech money. You got oil money. You got all kind of money in Austin. Hey, down in in in, uh, in in College Station right outside of Houston, you got all that oil money. You got that old River Oaks money. Hey, and and TCU in Fort Worth, we got big money. 
So you got to think outside the box. Texas on the chest with horn frogs coming out of the panhandle. I don't have care how you do it. I absolutely love it, George. Yeah. Can you send me one of those? Send me one of them gifts as well. Hack, what do you got for uh, what do you got for got Sonny and, and them horn frogs? Appreciate it, G. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know whether it's a, a clone machine or a time machine or something like that, but I'm figuring out something how to get Max Duggan back there for a couple more years for him after the year he had a lot of momentum. I'm figuring out whether it's I'm writing a letter to the NCAA, you know, maybe breaking a couple <laughs> of his toes so he doesn't want to think about going to the draft or something like that. I don't know. Hell, but try to figure a way to get Max back there because 15's a baller, man, and got a lot of respect for that kid. Yeah, it's a, that's a good point. I think their defense um, is somebody that I want to get back because they played pretty good this year, Hack, and 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 Sonny's been known to to groom uh, quite a few of, of his quarterbacks. Um, for, for TCU, here, here's what I'm giving them. It's very simple. I want to go to a nice little outdoor place in, in let's call it, March or April, Texas weather. It ain't like you out there, George, where every day is a perfect day. We, we do have seasons here in Texas and especially mm -hmm. in North Texas. March, April, weather's nice. I want to find an outdoor venue with some live music. And I want to buy everybody on that staff and everybody on that team a bucket mm -hmm. of Miller Lite. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is that, hey, kick your feet up. Enjoy, enjoy the day. Enjoy some time. Sip on a cold long neck. And, and just congratulations to a hell of a year, man. We can go do the Dom Perignon. We can get the club. We can do it all big. But I just want to treat everybody to a bucket of beer because that seems to be the culture down there. And they deserve to get nice and wasted and have a good time for the success that they've had this year. That's a party I want to go to. I just I would appreciate a uh, Coors Light. I'm a Silver Bullet guy, but I I, I do I, I want to go to that party. Here's what I got for. Here's what I got for Sonny Dykes. I'm going to send him a big box. I'm going to send him a big box of Aretha Franklin CDs. And I'm going to send CDs, too, because, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sending the old hard copy, CD, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means to me. You know what I mean, G? Hey, all year long, boy, you're going to have to win the Big 12. You got to go undefeated and win the Big 12 in order to in order to get in the big dance. Bullshit. You go in there, you have a good season, you, you're undefeated, and you go play your lights out. In the Big 12 championship, you lose and you still got invited, baby. I'm going to send you a big box of that respect from Aretha Franklin. That's what I got for TCU. All right, Tennessee, I got a good one for y'all. Tennessee, how about them volunteers? G, what you got? Oh, man, Tennessee. I, I thought we were going Michigan next. I didn't even get my, my thoughts. To, can we go Michigan then Tennessee? Hell, yeah, we can go Michigan. Let's go Michigan. How about Michigan. them Wolverines? G, what you got? And I'm going to go quick because I got the rhythm down now. First, we're going to do a lifetime contract for Coach Harbaugh. Born, born and bred a Wolverine, played there, left, came back. Gave, we, we, we cut his contract. He took care of the service workers during COVID with more of his own personal money. And then what's he do? Quietly, hmm. quietly, quietly stays in the lab. Last year, playoffs. Everybody hmm. assumed it was a fluke. This year playoffs two different quarterbacks same methodology pound 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 they got ohio state back-to-back -back years why don't you go ahead and put your terms on your contract we're gonna ride with you second it's the two biggest associations in the state of michigan the wolverines and ford 
I'm going to gift them an NIL package with Ford, Ford Tough, because that is the Wolverines. You're both right there. Why can't we marry these two up going forward? Ford's been there for 100-plus. Michigan's been there for 100-plus to 100-plus together. I'm trying to get that going right now. Ford Tough, Michigan Wolverines with a lifetime contract for Coach. Damn, that's a nice package, man. What you got? Um, what you got, Hack? Damn, yeah, that was well done. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a good package. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, 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 fucking take that a step further. Get a house for the entire offensive line that they move into from day one. They got mm-hmm. all F150s or F250s, whatever, whatever gets Ooh. you going. Lined up in the front, and the beds of them bitches are stacked tight. With cores, with cores light, Miller light, Natty light, whatever, whatever gets you going. Yeah, golf simulators. Yeah, no, 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 no. They're they're big boys. They don't you, you they don't need all that. Just get them, get them all that. It's a community thing because they need that entire offensive line to continue to play at the level they've been playing at because that's the brand of football that he did. But I'm gonna have mm. them boys taken care of. And if I'm a quarterback mm-hmm. that's going there, you know, damn well I'm gonna be throwing that money at them too. Which any which way I can, but yeah, let's get forward. You know, maybe bring in a nice brewing company and, and get them boys right with a nice little frat house of their own, because you know mm-hmm. the big boys like to get after it. So it's not the Nissan Heisman house; it's the no, Ford no, no. lineman house, baby. Come yes, on. <laughs> filled, with, filled, filled with spitters, empties, and all kinds of nasty shit. You don't know what's up in there. <laughs> maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna do this based off of what Hack has told me about the big house. I'm going to gift every fan that walks in the gates of the big house a little, maybe one, maybe two, if you need it, maybe five little pocket shooters. That's going to be allowed at, at the big house. Pocket shooters, you, you can pick from your fireball. You can pick from your Smirnoff if that's what oh, you do. Shit. You can pick Love from your this. tequila, Love your, this. your whiskey, whatever you want. Because I need these guys to get a little bit more revved up in the big house. Yep. Hack says it's, yes. it's quiet. It's not loud. For as good as your football team is, let's get this place rocking a little bit. You need to get them an architectural engineer to fucking revamp that bitch because they got plenty of bodies. It ain't the body issue. <laughs> yep, yep. Hey, we're talking, I, we're hey. talking some 400 level engineering, which is way above this crew's head. So it, it, you ain't never lied. <laughs> hey, hey, here's the deal. Am I the only one that didn't know where Trev was going with pocket shooters? I, I, I'd never heard it called a pocket shooter. I, I'm thinking, damn, Trev, we're getting really aggressive with these Michigan fans, ain't we? Shit. I you talking about, talking about? Yeah, well, shooter. when you hit, when you said fireball, I knew exactly what you were talking about, but I didn't know <laughs> shit. I thought he, I thought you were thinking like cowbells in Mississippi or something. Oh, I, it, it's easy for me, fellas. It, it, it ain't for, for Miss. I love Michigan and George. I absolutely love that that Christmas that Christmas package you put together. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I gotta send my boy Har- Harbaugh. I gotta send that son bitch some uh, Lululemon britches. He got he got to get out of them damn Dockers, <laughs> them old khaki ass Dockers. I gotta send him. Hey, John Harbaugh needs some Lululemon britches in in every color that goes with that amazing blue or whatever the hell it, whatever the amazing, what is it? What what what, what what's the color scheme Maze up there? Amazing blue, amazing blue. blue. Yeah, I mean, he he needs a damn Lululemon gift card where he can go buy him some new britches. Them old stiff ass, uh, ironed up, creased up khakis, <laughs> Dockers khakis. That shit ain't it, man. I mean, you you one of the best in America. Come on, man. You're he's one of about I don't know. He's one of about five dudes in America when you're talking about. The brand of ball they're playing, the university he's coaching at, his damn resume. Shit, he got to start wearing some britches that that uh, that 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 fit the that that 
who he is. That, that's got to change. All right, how about uh, we ready for Tennessee, G? Are you ready for Tennessee? Yes, yes. Uh, look, all right, I'm Tennessee volunteers. I'm rooting for all teams. Let's let's go another quick combo package here, quick for them. I I, I need an honorary scholarship plus a nice little sweetener of an NIL package for kickers. If I'm Tennessee, I saw the effects. All that goodness, all that buzzing, all that cheering, all that noise of slaying the Roman army. Your kicker hit that knuckler that <laughs> just slam over the uprights and made it. No. We're going to solidify this position because you never know. Tennessee, if anybody, should now become kicker you among everything else they are. So we need to get a couple honorary scholarships. I need three scholarships four kickers with NIL packages, and I'm going to take Hack's idea, put those guys up on the nice little river, little lake house or something like that. That's the kicker house, security, arm gates, everything. Treat that position. Look what you got from beating the Roman army with the kicker. And second, can't we do some kind of cross branding with a whiskey brand down there in Tennessee? Don't we have a bourbon mm. brand or something like that we could do to kind of mix and mingle on in there? But that's my offer to Tennessee right there. I like it. I mean, hell, you can always pull a Mike Leach and just and just they got one hundred four thousand fans. You can pull a Mike Leach and just pull a kicker out of them out of the out of the, uh, the stands out of the state out of the stands if you want to, like old Mike Leach did. I didn't realize that that was legitimately happened like overnight, by the way. But anyway, uh, Hack, what do you got, brother? So, um, my man Josh Heupel, um, quarterback in his days. Uh, may have hit the Whataburger a couple too many times. I'm gonna get my guy a Peloton with how much, with how no, no, listen, I respect Josh Heupel, but my man expects these boys to snap the ball every 17 seconds. You know, damn well, my coach ain't doing that. If I got a guy asking me to do it, hey man, hey, you gotta need, do something. I need you yeah. running these sprints with me, my guy. So, so Josh, hell of a job. You were in really good shape. You got a little of that like uh that 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 uh that 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 thick boy, you know, freshman 15, whatever. You know, you you're you're settling in as a good head coach, damn good football mind. Let's get you on that damn Peloton. It's maybe you can show these boys how to run that offense this spring and and, and really <laughs> hop into some warp speed. Wait, what what was our uh our, our box uh preset food company we had last year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Hello fresh. fresh. Hello fresh. Can we not <laughs> Make my guys some Hello Fresh. They ain't got Hello Fresh yeah, in Knoxville. Get them off yeah, the super grits. Let's see what I, happens. I played, I played for hype. I played for hype for three years, and his wife Dawn is an amazing lady, and she may have good genes, but she's a, she's she's in good shape. She's real thin. I know she works out. I know she mm -hmm. eats healthy. So so shout out to Don. Don, get him some Hello Fresh. Hey. Hey. Get my guy right. He, hey. He's probably the you know you know all his tests and all that stuff come back. But my guy, you know, hey, I'm playing for you. You know, you right, Hat. You cannot engineer a NASCAR team, and you hustle like nothing just to walk up there and watch him. That cannot yeah. be. That cannot uh, be. No, that's a. I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, and give Josh Heupel and the rest of this staff a CPR course. For, for Christmas. Not that they necessarily choked this year, but Tennessee as a whole has been known 
to choke the second half of the season the past, what, decade, decade plus? Ever since I, I fumbled against them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need these guys to take the success <laughs> that they had this year and not allow that to get back into the old Tennessee ways. I think Josh Heupel's the man for the job. I think that what they've started and, uh, and done this year can be a catalyst moving forward. So go get your CPR certification. Make sure there's not going to be any choking going on in years to come, and, and we'll all be good to go. Man, look, I, I hate to do this, but this, but Hype, you're going to have to take this as a sign, Chief. Y'all can come look at my notes. I, I'll post my notes for you if you need me to. I'm with Hack on this one, man. Hack's going to buy a Peloton. I, I had, I had a, I'm had, going to send him a diet plan. Because here's, here's the deal. I'm just keeping it 100, man. Like, hey – I'm just being honest, man. I know that's your boy. Look, he ain't got the, he ain't got the frame, man. You know what I mean? He ain't got the frame. Like, look, I don't see George, and and, and I, I'm I mean I'm on I'm on the thicker side. You know what I mean? Like, I, but I got I got a phone. I can carry a little. I can carry a couple lbs. I don't want to. I shoot him, but I can carry. Hype ain't got the. He ain't got the frame, fellas. He ain't got the frame. He got to get on that damn plane and get on that damn in that damn peloton and get right, man. Hey, hype! He's on the top of the world right now, man. He, he can handle a little. He can handle a little ridicule. What do you got, TK? That that dude. At one point in time, I'm pretty sure he had like a 47 inch vert. Nah, maybe 37 inch vert. Whatever it was. I was, about it was, to say, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah no, nah, bro, Still crazy, bro. My well, God, see, that's no, why. See, it's all making sense. It's any, all making sense. Any, any, any one of Natty was a Heisman finalist. He's he's yeah. got some great zooms. No, oh no! no. I, look, it's, it's all making sense. See, not only he did he have success, he, too, he had AG, AG. Look, he had something that that about 0.2 percent of white men have a 37 inch vertical, right? And, and and now he thinks he can just go out there and eat any kind of damn way. No, you just because you can jump high and you you had some grit. He, he got to clean that up a little bit. I, I, I ain't, I'm, I'm, I'm through piling on your boy, Santa. I'm, I'm through piling on your boy. But damn, man, I'm just just keeping it real here. He got the what is it, Don? Don got and honestly, just for good health. Yeah, I'm worried about just it. Just for good health. Just for good health. If they're gonna keep getting these knuckle biters at these big high profile games. You are better shape, literally, to 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 survive physically in a two X as opposed to the multiple Xs. You you let's just go on and it's getting because you go in this profession, it's eating people up. It's gee, I've already I, I've already look. I helped I helped Tennessee win one that win one national championship by fumbling that damn football. Let me go ahead and help them win another one by 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 taking care of our man hype, Josh Heupel. Let's just get let him last a little longer. I, I mean, hell, I'm doing all kind of work for 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 Tennessee. Um, they ought to be paying my ass. I ought to be on the payroll. All right, let's jump on. Let's move with Oregon. How about them Oregon Ducks, George? They had a big day now. How about them Oregon Ducks? Oregon Ducks. Uh, I'd, I'd get him another jet. I would gift the Oregon Ducks another jet with recruiting. I have nothing to say on the field. You already saw that. I have nothing for the coaching staff. Coach Lanning, we all respect in the world. I'd give these guys another jet, be it Florida, Texas, Polly, Samoa, Hawaii. The greatest Oregon Duck teams are pulling from everywhere. Oregon doesn't produce a ton of D1 talent as a state. But when they were rolling, 
and they were making all that national noise. The marketing team was in there cooking it up and they were fast on the field and they were going all over the place. Give these guys another jet to go see more talent, bring in more talent and help coach Landon. Pat, what you got? Um, you know, listen, uh, I'd give them a new mascot. Let's give them like an apex predator. Let's go like a wampus cat or something, not a duck. If you want to compete with a, you know, the, the tigers and the lions and the bears of the world that are winning national championships, you can't be doing it as a damn duck. So let's get them a new mascot. I'm sure there's a lot of pride in there and they love it, but Hey man, let's imaging. Let's give them a new mascot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Says the guy that's got two of them hanging on his wall back there. How about that? <laughs> hey, hey, Santa, what you got, man? Yeah, the Oregon Ducks. That's that's a great one, Hank. I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm I'm gonna get Phil Knight and and the rest of that architecture crew there that's built some great facilities, and I'm gonna have them go ahead and and uh, a little prematurely start building a new trophy case. And the reason why is because with USC and UCLA on their way out and what we've already discussed, what Dan Lanning is doing out there, I think that Oregon is well on its way to putting several pieces of hardware into a new trophy case in the very near future that could be sustainable for years to come. Well done. Well done. Well, I got a good buddy of mine that I played a little ball with. His name's Ken Hamlin. And he happens to own a cigar company, just made his own cigar. It's been about three, four years putting this thing together. It's a fine stick. It's called the Arrival Cigar, the Arrival. And uh, I told you guys a little earlier in our toast, Dan Lanning, don't know you from Adam, never met you. Seemed like a great guy. But after your recruiting class today, the jump you made from 14 to five, it was impressive, respect. But then I saw that video. On social media and look I I I um I seem to appreciate the finer things in life I, I seem to appreciate the little things in life and he's sitting up there proud papa after that recruiting class just made that big jump and he's got this it's it's again dimly lit room he's smoking a stick and in the background the tv behind him it's uh one of these networks talking about how well Oregon recruited and how big the jump was on national signing day for them. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful move. It looked like a home video. It wasn't one of the, it didn't look like one of these setup deals. He just pulled his phone out and started recording it, recording it. And um, he was smoking a cigar. So for Christmas, I'm going to send my man, Dan Lanning, a box of my boy, Ken Hamlin's cigars, the arrival cigars. Mild mm. smoke, mild smoke, mm. changes changes uh, notes about midway through. It's a nice stick. I think he, he'd actually appreciate that. All right, G. Like All right, that. G. Here, we're we're going to get down here to some, some more of your kinfolk now. We're going to hit a couple of your kinfolk, a couple of your, your, your household, the more Whitfield households. How about him, man? What are we going to do, Bob? We're going to do hey, them Aggies down in College Station. We're going to send him on a field trip. We're going to send him on a field trip. Every man – or team member, because there's there's other people involved just beside the guys. Everyone's going to Guatemala, courtesy of the suggestion of Aaron Rodgers to go see that same shaman Aaron Rodgers saw with the Hiawatha and everything. 
Them kids need to go down there with the coaches, everybody. Every <laughs> Aggie needs to go down there in those tents. Mosquitoes and 90 degrees and get in those tents for three, four, five days. They need to puke their guts out. C double, C triple for a couple of days and get right. Come Jeez. on back to, to Aggie land. <laughs> Every member of the Texas A&M football, every member, athletic department to go on every member trip down to the guy that opens the gate for the players and coaches to drive in. He's going, I got to go. Yes, because whatever you're doing, enough. It ain't enough. We all got to go down there. Hey, hey, the best, the best part about this shit is George. We're all laughing. George is dead ass serious. Dead serious. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand when George gonna go the, down there too. <laughs> hey, really hey, hey, you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. As hey. as as much pushing as I did for them. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 one of more college station cleanses, man. There ain't no doubt about it. Hack, hack, what you got, bro? <laughs> I'm gonna give the uh, I'm gonna give their athletic director, similar to 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 uh, to 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 the SC department, you know, giving them a, a, a mulligan. I'm gonna give their athletic department uh, the little stick that Will Smith pulls out of Men in Black and hits the thing, and everyone forgets that uh, buyout that he put in that mm. damn contract. Oh, oh. Hit that thing and make the guy earn it. No one knows a damn thing. Ninety million dollars ain't it doesn't exist anymore. Give him that, give him that Will Smith Men in Black stick. Oh shit, DK, what do you got? I see that helmet behind you now. What do you got, Bob? You know, I'm gonna make it pretty simple. Um, it's it is the X's and O's on this one. Go and find yourself a, sig- a signal caller, um, and, and go and find yourself somebody to call the offense. Two guys that maybe have some history together, maybe don't. Um, two guys that will gel in a in a quarterback meeting room. I think that will be the foundation to um, getting this thing back on the right track. Not saying it can't be Connor Wigman who came in and played really well at the end of the year, but uh, man, you, you got to have a signal caller that you can call upon in big time opportunities, and you got to have somebody that's calling the offense that your fan base, your players, your university, and everybody involved believes in. And unfortunately, that's time for Jimbo has uh, has come to an end on the perception side of things. Look. Mm. Look here, I, I'm uh, I purposely gave myself two options here because I, I was afraid somebody was gonna gonna take that low hanging fruit right there. So, and OC was definitely on on my my gift list. An offensive coordinator was on my gift list for Texas A&M. But 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 I, I'm I'm gonna go a little different route since you got me. You beat me to the punch there, TK. I'm I'm just gonna gift them some some bucks a win. I mean, look, I it, it, when they needed one win to be bowl eligible. They needed, they needed one win to be bowl eligible and get 15 extra practices. Jimbo Fisher got a bunch of young dudes playing. They needed them 15 extra practices. Um, when, when you talk about um, what, I mean, just the absolute abuse that, that the 12th man took, all my Aggie fans took this year, it was going to be bad any, any way you slice it, but the last nail in the coffin was not getting the bowl eligible, right? It was going to be ugly. When you started the season ranked number five and you had a total of five wins, that was going to be talked about. I think historically, I don't know if it had ever been done. I think I saw a couple of different stats. I don't think anybody ever started top five in the country and, and finished 
uh, outside of bowl eligibility. So I, I'd give Jimbo Fisher one more win so they get them extra practices, avoid the abuse, and uh, and get to get to six wins. All right, G, we got one left. Last, last but not least, man, uh, Notre Dame. What do you got? We got to do a combo on this one, fellas. Okay. It goes to the same thing. Did you know there are a couple college programs in the country that have an optometrist in the building? Didn't know. Oregon's one of them. A real optometrist for the football program, and they have another guy that comes in for the other athletes. You can get your eyes checked anytime you want, and I think they do it even more so with the athletes. We need to get that inside Notre mm -hmm. Dame's evaluation department. I think the players are pretty much fine. That guy needs to go up in the evaluation. They need to set an optometrist in the evaluation department. And they need to put an NIL team in there all for the quarterback position. Name the last first-round quarterback Notre Dame has had. Anybody. Anybody. Brady, Brady, Brady Quinn. 2007. 15 years at America's University. A first-round quarterback? There are max schools that have had multiple first-round quarterbacks since then. You're Notre Dame. Every game is in front of 88 countries. We can't get a quarterback in there. You're scratching around, messing around. We can't get a quarterback in there. You can't get a rock star quarterback at Notre Dame. Mm. Offense looks so anemic. Looked like they were bowling half the time. Great defense and all that. Their speed picked up, but we can't get a guy. Ohio State's got five sitting in their room. Michigan's got three or four. The Jurassic Park schools have three or four. We can't get one guy to go up in Notre Dame 2007. For whatever you think you have, it's been since 2007 that the NFL felt one of your guys is worthy of a first-round pick at quarterback. 2007. Ohio Gee, have they had have they had a guy? Has Notre Dame had a guy even snip it since? I mean, like, has there even been a guy in the conversation? Sean Kaiser was the second second round guy. Kaiser, there you go. Kaiser there was you a go. second round pick. I don't think they've had a guy drafted outside of those two. That's right, Jimmy Clausen. Yep. Jack what was Clawson. what was Jimmy? Clawson. Jimmy Clausen was he a second round year and never to be seen again. He came, I think, second or third round as well. But we can't mm. get a guy. Mm. So. To Notre Dame, I, I gift you that because everything else seems to be rolling. Hack, Notre Dame, baby. Yeah, I'll I'll say it a little more figuratively and a little bit more on brand with, with the Irishmen and the leprechauns and all that. I'm going to give them a pot of gold for that position. Big old damn pot of gold. <laughs> go out there. Yeah. Oh, NIL gold. Give them a little NIL gold, a damn pot of gold, and a rainbow that, that ends right there in, in, in South Bend and says, hey, Hey, come on, man. Come on. Maybe a box of Lucky Charms. I don't know. Fucking throw whatever you want in there. But but get a quarterback over there because there's plenty of them out there, like George said. Look, look Trey, Trey got something. I can tell by that smirk on his face. Trey got something. Santa got something. Yeah. What's, what you got, man? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Very similar to my massage that I was passing <laughs> out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Notre Dame, the whole program, a, a nice little girlfriend, a real girlfriend. A real girlfriend. Oh, They need somebody to rub them shoulders at night, cuddle up next to them, tell them it's okay. You had an abysmal start to the beginning of the year, but you came on and you played pretty well. We're still on the up and up. I really like our head coach. Hey, don't 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 stop believing in this guy. He's a great coach. And here, let me just let me just cuddle up to you in person. 
physically actually happening, I'm getting uh, I'm getting Notre Dame <laughs> a little girlfriend. <laughs> A little girlfriend, a real one, a real one. All right, boys. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm all. I blew my wad in the first nine schools. I had, I had a quarterback too, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't have a, I didn't have a backup gift. But, but let's be real. Notre Dame. I mean, they, 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 they could handle three quarterbacks and a girlfriend. They, 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 they need that. Maybe they could find one. If me, Hack, and George all send them quarterbacks, and and uh, and and Santa TK, you send them a girlfriend. I think we'll. Uh, I think they may. They may be a little better off. All right, boys. Uh, it's been a good night. Ran a little bit long tonight, but that shit was fun. I ain't gonna lie to you. That was a good time, man. Everybody out there, thank you for joining us. Field of Twelve After Dark. We're powered by Bet Rivers. Remember, go to BetRivers.com. Get you an account. Get to bet and see if you can't win you a little bit of money. And just always keep Bet Rivers in your mind as you're watching Field of Twelve. You can always find us on the SiriusXM app as well and uh hey man do our bosses a favor do our bosses a favor man and go check out that merch store that, that merch store is big time field of 68 dot shop every episode we have not every but sometimes we we a, a new t-shirt is birthed if you know every what i mean time, I don't, every time clint opens his mouth Oh, no, no, we 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 got to review this thing, hack. We got to review this thing, hack. We we, we got several we could have made tonight, but we appreciate everybody out there for joining us. Not just tonight, but every time. Uh, Field of Twelve will be back next Tuesday and Thursday night. Uh, make sure you hang in there with us. Call your mom and them. Call all your friends. Tell them to to get in there. If you see us on social media, follow all of us and and uh, push our content out. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, banter with us. We'll have a little bit of fun for George Whitfield, Christian Hackenberg, Santa, Trevor Knight down there, and for all the Field of 12 group. Uh, we're out, baby. Thank you guys. Have a good Christmas. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas.